Hey, I'm FK. And I'm Jules. Welcome to I Said What I Said. The Unsolicited Opinions Podcast. Hello. Hi, guys. Hey guys, how you doing? We told you we would be consistent. We told you, yeah. told you. We back. We, we back. Told y'all. In the time we've been here, I've aged by one year. <laughs> I've advanced in age, so you guys should also advance in gift giving. I think that's very important for the yeah, staff true. of the like, new. FK had a birthday. I did. I did do that, and it was very nice. And okay, she took me to a place where they make the worst milkshakes in okay. the whole of Sub-Saharan You know the Africa. thing about it is, look and at I'm the way people. I'm not embarrassed to say. Look it. at the way people change. I am offended. Uh, I am disgusted. Somebody that was drinking free champagne, everything. She didn't mention all those ones. Though. No, is the milkshake? That was, that was milkshake. from you. The you milkshake imagine? was from them. It was horrible. Actually, it was, it was horrible. Absolutely disgusting. Horrible. I suggest that you people that are running establishments of food and drink, you might actually want to ensure that the food and drink is edible. Yeah, because now we're facing large issues. It's like there are so many chefs in Lagos. All you need to do is pay for. I don't get it. Consultation. I don't get it. Get them to make your menu for you. Show your staff how to make the food. I don't, no. I don't get it at all. I don't know what you guys are doing. And you still charge the same price as people who can actually make food. Then you're not add tax on top. Don't mind them. Anyway, it's all good. So, today, what are we discussing? Today, we have a journalist in the house. We do have a journalist in the house. A young journalist. Woo. Wait, how old are you now? I'm 25. Yes. <laughs> She's young. <laughs> young, young. Real young. Not political a young. Paper, <laughs> you get Not like a football Real young. Not football An actual young. young journalist. So, she's going to give us the tea about journalism in yeah. this kind of special land yeah, where news is obviously free-flowing and available to all and accurate, <laughs> most importantly. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to tell us about how this how this happened. In the meantime, I hear that someone we gave advice responded <laughs> to us. Okay. Yeah, so um, we have um, a message from someone. Um, well, okay, I'll just go straight into it. Hi, guys. I'm so glad you're back. I've been listening to old episodes for weeks. Anyway... Following up on my earlier question slash dilemma, you guys put me in one chance. I go to Jesus' house on and off, but I went the Sunday after the episode came out. (laughs) And that's how I stumbled on a fellow I'd been avoiding and started (laughs) stopping me with, are you free? Come to mind. In (laughs) church! In church! She was saying, come to mind! How do you know it was for Bible study? Wait first. (laughs) Uh, It was even in the meat pie line he found me. Wow, you know we actually sent... Babes, I told you, but it's like you didn't take this instruction fully. Still love you guys. Um, and I'm still very single and tired. <laughs> right. So I have to say, I have to say something. First of all, this I actually have to take it as an as risk. Okay. <laughs> There's a disclaimer about what you do. We told you to go to church, stand in the mid pie line. Is the person that in the house of the Lord was telling you come to mine that you I want you to enter the one chance. Can you imagine? Anyway, you know, I'm glad that... Look, these are part of your experiences in life at the end of the day. Now we're helping you figure out what it is that you do want. Exactly. And the one you don't want. Exactly. So, you know, girl, that's that's just good on well, you. Well, another... Depending on... Since Jesus House is not working, have you tried Hillsong? <laughs> yes! That <laughs> you could also get a song? mixed flavor. Have you tried You know, Hillsong? there's different... Hillsong has a larger spread. It's like a buffet. Yeah. Whereas Jesus House is like... 
an African restaurant. Yeah. Hillsong has continental buffet, continental oriental. Buffet, buffet. They have all Buffets. kinds of flavors Buffets. and tastes for you. You get dessert, tray, but everything is in Hillsong. Sprinkles of all kinds of delicacies. Okay. Oh. And, the and there's no meat pie line, the actually. The, delic- the delicacy in Jesus' house so far is bad market delicacy. Look, all, and I don't want to say anything about people about hey. the bed in Jesus' house. Hey. Come to mind. It could, have been, your hand, it could have been for Bible study. It could have been studying songs of Solomon. That would be appropriate <laughs> okay. for a joint Bible study. <laughs> they say when two or more are gathered, okay, I really try to make it to you can't be gathered on your own. Okay. <laughs> it is not good for what man to be. Alone. Okay, please don't listen These to These are just some of the biblical principles. Please don't listen to that, that young lad could have used. I'm but, begging you. Okay. Did he at least buy you meat pie? Seeing you standing you know, in the line. That's my own key like question. Because, because I have to tell you something. If that boy did not offer to buy you that meat pie and you you went to his house, I have to say something about you, young lady. Okay? <laughs> Good. Yeah. And anyway, um, then just it. in general news, the whole 21 Savage thing. Yes. Um, what I don't get, honestly, I mean, to be honest, I've seen a lot of very, very funny memes. But what the only part I don't get is that. So you're telling me that Tony Savage has been in America since 2005. He was a teenager. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, he has been arrested. He's Meanwhile, been jail, he's been to jail. Meanwhile, he's gone up and down the country. He's traveled. He's done this, and it's only after he made a rant about immigration like that they realized that, oh yeah, that his visa has expired hmm. since 2006. Come it's on. a very interesting like convert. There's a conversation to be had that I don't. I'm not like skilled. I don't. I don't really get it. Yeah, about, I don't really like, have the range around yeah, like, immigration. It's, it's, like I don't really understand it. It's like black, I, the black diaspora. Right? So there's a thing that happens a lot of times, and because at the moment the conversation is really being dominated mm. by children who are born in maybe Mexico or Guatemala, yeah. and then their parents take them to America, to America, and then they maybe they want to go to college or something, and then they're like, oh, you're not. You're not, yeah. Citizen. They that's when they find out. But this happens in the black diaspora quite often. Like you have people whose parents moved them to England when they were eight or nine or America and yeah. then they don't they realize they don't, that they, have, the they don't have proper documentation. And so people are kind of laughing at the situation, but I imagine that that must be really like like that must be really confusing. Your parents tell you, pack your load, you're moving to a different country. So you're twelve. Yeah, moving from England to America. I don't even know how old he was cool. if he was an older teen or no, younger was, teen. Like but me, I'm just like, listen, they so carried, you, a baby. Yeah, yeah, they carried you with your family. You guys went to America. Mm. And my own thing is, I don't understand how the government is not taking responsibility for this because you put that man in jail, mm. but you didn't gauge that well, he that doesn't... He's not, but he had enough documentation to go to jail in your country. That documentation mm. was present. Mm, mm. You had documentation to arrest him. He was filing bank accounts, doing concerts, collecting money up and down. All that documentation was present. After he said, you know, okay, they call immigration. Also, I just want to ask 21 if you are listening. You way no have pali. What are you doing talking about the immigration service? <laughs> oh, You're not having any passports. Any papers. My dear. <laughs> that's not how she that, called. That, that is not the done thing. She has called some redeemed branches in London. That is it. You what to do. Why do you wait for you all these Americans to say it? Hold your you know, and in any case, listen. At the end of the day, that man is being sent back to okay, England. Can I can I okay. start going to something? Okay. I remember one time, and this is when I told my God that I don't want to fly economy. Jella, behind me, my seat on my way back from school. Uh-huh. There was a young man lamenting. Oh, really? He was being deported to where? Back to this 
great land of ours. <laughs> he was willing. He wailed for a good six hours. He wailed. He wailed. I, I don't mean cry though. He was. Yes, like, you know when you beat a child, eh? And then the child is like exhausted, but he's like, yeah. <laughs> like he was literally willing. And I thought about telling that. Please, is it that you live in first stack? <laughs> like, is it first stack is uh, is ever that bad? My own issue actually on the matter is the following like i don't i don't think it's funny i'm sure it's it's hard for him and all that but then you know i look at let's look at the silver lining he's going to england he's going to the uk yeah fk fk is like a uk ambassador no, guys. I so, well i'm british so you know first <laughs> of all they, they can't if you send me to if nigeria deports me to england that could be a good situation <laughs> i'm actually waiting for them to send me out of this country to let them know that my in fact my nigeria passport is expiring this very month so I'm hoping that they deport me back to that's my original how citizenship works. Original, okay, that's not how citizenship works. That was back to my original land. They should send me okay. back to where I came from. Okay. But my point for um this to anyone service thing is this I see I don't understand how immigration works. If like how, allowed, like how can you have fallen through the cracks like that? Because we're making so cracks? much <laughs> could he have fallen which of the cracks could he have fallen through? I'm just wondering, like you you are like, man went to jail. They didn't search his papers in the jail. Like when they were processing him, nothing came up. Like when they prosecuted him, they didn't. They didn't check that. Do you, know, do you know what I want to know? Does he have a social security number? Can you get the social security number? I don't know. I have, have no idea. Yeah, this, these are the things I need to know. I have no mm-hmm. idea how that works in America, but I'm really confused by this this idea of people like being grown, successful. You know, you're you're doing business, you're earning money, and then one day. It's not as if it's not. It's different if you're like you know doing these kind of jobs where maybe you work in a restaurant, they're paying you in cash, and you're not in the system. Mm. But when you're out, there, you know, is is bizarre to me, and it, it also seems a bit targeted. I don't understand if all of a sudden all the processes in America are changed and they're checking everybody. It's because this boy started making too much noise about mm. immigration that mm. they thought, come, let's check, let's check. But boy, but on the other hand, like he never ever, like this is just in terms of like personal branding or whatever. He yeah. never like people are so. That's like madly surprised he's from England. But then I realized like if you don't have papers, you're not really going to be talking about, oh, I grew up in no no. Yeah, but my my own question also for him is look, I don't know if he didn't know. Everybody's part in this is confusing. <laughs> you too that you're from England. Is it bad? Why can't you? there are many English people well, in yeah, America? But the time he got I know to, to eighteen now, so he over, he's overstayed fair, by. Fair, he so got he one year now, visa and overstayed by thirteen. Fair, he can't now say that he's going back. Lord like I remember had a house guest that was like, for "I will leave May 2020." for visa and stuff. Fair, but could he not have been leaving the country? Did do you, you know why I look? Do you know why I look? He think I think part of it has to do with. Hmm. I don't want people to take this the wrong way, but there's a thing with. Black people don't trust the system. Of course right? they don't. So even for someone that has money, all he needed was money, really good lawyers to start the process, right? Yeah. To figure out what is going on. But you just feel like the odds are stacked against you. And then I guess once you've gone to jail. I mean, that's the thing. I don't, I guess like once you've gone to jail, enough, it's like, ah. We don't know enough about it, but I would have thought maybe before the jail thing that you could have figured out, okay, what do we do now? Maybe you didn't know whatever. What's the solution now where they don't have to send me Away. Anyway, I think first of all, American immigration is messed up. Yeah, it is. Like it's messed up. Super One, messed up. Super messed up. And two, savage. Look, at the end of the day, you're going to London, you know. So yeah, it's not all big. bad. Everything is not all bad. Of course, it's bad. It's terrible. You don't have How? any friends there. Oh, it, it can make friends. What's what's it? <laughs> he doesn't have friends there. His what's career it? is in Which America. Friends? Is that what they sent him there to do? 
Career in America. Do you know, um, British people don't do very well with people that have tattoos on their faces. Well, I'm, it's problematic for him that he might not be able to go back for a while. I think that's oh, ever. What if he's, the, he's ever? But he will start building a fan base in English. Everybody know him. Oh my God. They know him. We know him here. He can start touring Europe, you know? So for me, he should start focusing on, he should focus Focus on on all these thumbs in, because they should go and pick him at the airport. Let them create a song about it. You know, I came back to England. That's it. That's it. Brav. Boom, boom, 21. Brav. That's it. I think, I mean, I think it's sad. Like, it can become an immigration ambassador. That's it. You know, honestly, and you know the thing. I think actually, from his case, he should probably take take like he has a talk at the UN. He has a platform, and I don't think he take it. But it would be good if, for example, they tackled this head on, and someone like him started talking about this kind of thing. Yeah, I think it will bring more light to because I'm sure many more people are in this situation. Yeah, millions. Whether you knew or not, you went there young, and you just it wasn't your responsibility then to have papers. And Mm -hmm. by the time you are an adult, I don't know what was happening. But me, I just think America is a bit somehow because it was okay for him to be making money. It's okay for him to go to jail. But you people, is the part where he's now talking about it that you have an issue with. So, you know, who else for how long? And if you can come to Nigeria, they will send him out. (laughs) Speaking of immigration and stuff. Facts. FKM, Shola, we sent you the story. Okay. Cross River, the the border between Cross River and Cameroon. Yeah. About, like, immigration and movement. So, just tell us a little bit about that. Okay. Firstly, I want to tell you a bit about... uh, a story that is more related to yeah. okay. one savage and it was like you were saying that black people have a problem with like documentation or the yeah. system yeah. and it, it seems not to be just black people it feels like um people in of color. africa yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. just like africans yeah. we just have a problem because literally yesterday i was in lume and this one that's international day right. thank you so much for coming back from can you see you guys that people are flying in okay <laughs> so um I, there were like people um of nigerian descent there but they didn't have their papers mm. and when i got back here there were also people of uh, Beninese descent or Togolese descent and they didn't have they their didn't papers. Have papers and i was actually talking to a, pro, a lecturer uh, at the university of legon he was telling me about like the the Ghana expulsions from Nigeria, Ghana mm. Moscow and stuff. And I was asking him, because he was here at the time, why was it that one million Ghanaians in Nigeria did not have the Have any papers? But how? Like, how was it that, was it that terrible to get papers? Was yeah. it that expensive? And he was like, you know, just African people in general don't want to get papers. Yeah. I, think, I think it's also a cultural thing yeah. because our understanding of movement... Yeah. ...is not tied to... It's not really tied, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah, it's just, just you not. Move. You move like you're traveling somewhere, you're like you're traveling, settling, you're settling, and I think exactly. that like you literally just go and you're like, I don't think that's what has changed. Haven't yet gotten to the point, yeah. There's this sensitization about yeah. the fact that even though you're moving within West Africa, you need your you papers. Need your I feel like people will more, as in, you'll be quicker to think, okay, obviously, you need a visa to go to England or America, yeah. but it's not, it's within not, it's not Lume, and then like, what's the point? Exactly, you know, people are just like, what visa, yeah, exactly. So, I think it's a general problem in Africa, it probably just spills over into the black diaspora. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so the other story. Quite interesting. Cross so the, uh, the other story is actually quite different because uh, they were forced to come over into Nigeria because uh, there's a war going on in the country. Oh wow! Currently, yes, uh, Anglophone Cameroon. So uh, Cameroon is divided into mm. Anglophone and Francophone uh, parts, and the Anglophone parts are the minority. Oh yeah. Okay. And they have been well. They've been accusing the Francophone parts of you know sub subduing them or yeah. pressing them or stuff like that because the president himself is Franco- Franco- Francophone. Oh, wow. yeah. So um, 
I mean, they started protesting, I think, sometime in 2017. And uh, Paul Bia, he's been there for, like, years, like, 40-plus years. Mm-hmm. So he cracked down on, on them severely. On the Anglophones. Yeah, oh, wow. severely. Like, it was brutal. And people literally are walking across the border from Cameroon to Nigeria. Is there, like, what, what happens at the border, though? There, okay, so because everything in Nigeria is fantastic, there isn't really a border anymore. It's just uh, it's 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 um, a sea border that we have with Cameroon. Yeah. So it, it, the roads are bad, so you can't you can't go by road. So go, people yeah. literally just follow the river. Wow. From the, they follow the river. They so by the time they enter Cross River, what then happens there? And then you get into a community, a small, a tiny village called Abukim. It's literally the last village. Nigeria wow. before you get to Cameroon and it has this glorious waterfall it's beautiful but the people there are just farmers yeah. they're really poor and um, the, the Cameroonian community is coming there but uh, fortunately for them fortunately for them they speak the same language mm. and they've uh, intermarried for decades oh so wow okay those, those guys were quite they accommodating them, yeah. yeah so like when I went there they were like no they were brothers oh no we have to we got that's, them that's, you know that's see, African see, kind of place where they can build the wall <laughs> That's a very interesting it's it's part of the like push for cross I guess going outside of your culture yeah tamarring and meeting different people and knowing different people yeah so when you're not hostile to the yeah culture, it makes it a bit, yeah, a yeah, bit easier mixing, but yeah. technically it's also a bit I mean so that's what I was asking about the border because at the very least at the, because I like I mean obviously it's good that they're not hostile which is good for people coming in and also people there probably but my question will be on a grander scheme mm-hmm. over time if this continues to happen that will be a problem in that region because there's no account she has oh yeah that um, <laughs> so the um the IOM was Oh, sorry, guys. You know me, I'm not international organization for migration. Okay. IOM, the IOM, the United Nations, UNHCR, um, mm-hmm. United Nations, something, something for refugees, yeah. is they're working terribly hard to get the refugees um, in in one camp. Yeah. And literally, they're building houses for these people. Wow. Like when I went, when I got there, I was like, okay, I know Nigeria is terrible, but honestly, we came through. Cameroon. Yeah, for these people. We came through for Cameroon because they have. They have, when I went there, they had about five hundred houses being mm. built, really wow. cute brick houses for the refugees. And so it's not like it's not the tents. It's not. So they have the tents, but you know they're, they're trying actually to, building. They are trying yeah. to make them. Wow. Yeah, so on this refugee thing, I have an idea, right? So mm-hmm. I understand when you're a refugee from a different country yeah. and they're trying to sort of contain, yeah. contain you. Yeah. I guess. But a part of me also feels so. This is different. So, shall have you been to any IDP camps here? Yeah. Yeah. I always feel. I always wonder if we're not doing more people a disservice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. by forcing people from within the same country into a refugee camp. Yeah. As opposed to seeing state to state to state what we can do to integrate these people into Nigerians. So you're a Nigerian that lived in Bono. Yeah. Rather than forcing you into a secluded, very squalid living Mm -hmm. conditions in, say, a camp in, I don't know, Delta or Akure or whatever. Why not figure out how to assimilate people into... Because it's... I I know to some extent we're really trying... But from what I know of what happens in refugee camps, 
the race people are taking advantage of and to a certain extent the industry that's built around it once it starts it's very difficult, difficult to, to stop, stop yeah. and i wonder if like just from your journal from like from your experiences if we wouldn't be doing better within a country if you have parts of a country where they're experiencing difficulty right so a, 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 an example is hurricane katrina yeah. happened right but they weren't building like refugee mm-hmm. camps in different states yeah. in america they were trying to figure out ways to fully assimilate okay now you you are moving from new orleans to i don't know new york yeah. or ohio and you're getting you're moving into a home and we're trying to figure out how you this can build a new get, life yeah. somewhere else as opposed to okay you are not a refugee in your own country mm-hmm. and we're yeah. going to put your life basically you're on going hold, to be in this camp. living in hope that at some point somewhere read, you will go back yeah. you're actually quite correct um someone actually put that precisely on twitter i think it was shigabeli she was like, she doesn't subscribe to the idea of internally displaced persons. Mm. Why is there a camp? Like, just get these people housing across the country and let them kind of just, you know, live yeah, a like new life, go back. a proper life. And I quite agree with that because when you go to IDP camps, see, there's there's human suffering. Mm. And then there's, there's, there's human suffering on the IDP scale. Yeah. Because people tell you stories like, I had 10 million naira um, worth of goods in my shop when this mm. happened. It's not, it's not like these people just came and they became. And they became, yeah. Right? They had, they had, they had lives. All of them had lives before. You know, I, there was this man I was, I've been following for quite a while now. His name is Baba IDP. They call him Baba IDP. That's not his mm. name. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> his name is Idris. And he, he lost everything. Mm. He lost his family, two children. He wow. lost his wife. Wow. He has nothing. And you put him in a tent. Mm-hmm. Literally, this tent is not taller than I am. Yeah. And I'm like 5'2". <laughs> <laughs> like, literally, the tent is beside, right beside, like a refuse dump. Wow. In Abuja. Right where all the governors are. Yeah. The is. It's terrible, honestly, to just even think about. But... Th- that's what it is, because in Nigeria, we don't have a good welfare system. Yeah. That would work in the, in, in the states where, you know, yeah, there's a welfare system. Yeah, I think we really need to start re-strategizing when it be, when it comes to IDPs because we're having a lot of them lately. And it, my big issue is that there's an industry being built around it. There's and people are profiting. Yeah, people are profiting. There's not a prof- like there's not a, a there's not profiting going on. There's massive from it. contracts to IDP camps. So yeah. there's yeah. now yeah. There, I now I fear that because now. It's, it becomes a thing of it starts off you're trying to help to so people are making money from it and all of a sudden changing that system yeah. means somebody's going to think that you're, you're taking money away from people me people are definitely making money from me because we have IDP offices yeah. in a national commission for refugee um NCF are in my blah, blah, yeah because those for me yeah. those contracts are like they're not necessarily the like um UN kind of contracts where it's not it's not about the money somebody just has to supply the stuff no these are yes. these are profit contracts yes, yes, these yes. are normal yes. government and I'm like I don't understand yeah so, so you know? I, I think like this is not a housing estate the IDPs actually get uh, some amount of money allocated to them mm. they never see it of course mm-hmm. of course obviously yeah. someone is course. somewhere just like putting the funds and everything so mm. yeah it'll be interesting to have right. like to, to see if there are other places other countries that have programs where because I understand putting them in one place for a while mm-hmm. you know even for like stability like okay you've just been displaced you kind of want for a short time yeah. to just have I'm here yeah. and I'm okay I have basic amenities but then after that there should be some kind of program where over time you know that okay in three months this, am- this amount of people are moving yeah 
within six months, this amount of people are moving based on, you know, even if it's about their professional kidney, because like you said, it's not as if these people came from another country and they don't know. They used to live they as in they you know, somebody who was attacking where they yeah. lived or whatever happened. So there should be some kind of plan, but it'd be them. interesting to see that, Sha. Yeah, yeah, that happens in Sorry. No, that happened. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, okay. in Nordic countries are yeah. 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 In Nordic countries, everything is functioning there. Um, Shola went yeah. to Finland and did not oh. allow us here. Oh. She went on a fellowship, oh. on a writer's fellowship. Yeah. And we okay, not hear girl. What. So, don't tell us about your if fellowship. If you went to Finland, will we hear what? <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, so I went with 15 other journalists from mm. the mm-hmm. Good. The world. <laughs> yeah, and you know, we got introduced to Finland's robust welfare system. Mm. Literally, Jala, if you're pregnant in Finland, you can start like saying, guys, I made it, I made it. Because first of all, they'll put you on like, is it one year leave? We pay. And your husband also gets to go for, I think, about three months with pay. And then they, once she, once she uh, give birth, they deliver this baby box to you from the government. If it's filled with everything, including condoms, which is wise. Yeah, <laughs> I would say. <laughs> which is wise. And then after that, I think you, your, your maternity is free, your, your uh, maternity care is free, antenatal care, post, postnatal care is free, and everything like that is free. So basically, what I'm trying, what, what we, what we saw from the Finland government was, um, even Nigerian migrants are there, of course. Nigerian migrants. Of course, they have to be. Uh-huh. Yeah. So at this point, I want her. What do you call them now? Pregnant me. Let's we move. <laughs> <laughs> once you get there, once you get there, you you go straight to the to their migration, wherever, wherever. Mm-hmm. And they, I think, in about three months' time. First of all, they house you in like this hostel, mm. these really long blocks, uh, building blocks, where it's like a hostel, and they house you there for a while. And then in about six months, you get your apartment, mm. and then you they even get you a job. Wow. They get you a job, something to do before you can d- find your... Figure out, yeah, what, you figure out what you're doing. And so that, that's how it works in Finland. And what else? That's how when people pay taxes and you have a manageable population yeah. and your government has sense. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. So, yeah. So, exactly. That's right. All so those three we things We do need to put this there. thing in context because Nigeria is... I mean, we're going to 200 million. Like, people. we're huge. So, yeah. that's why I said that because really, yeah. also population is a big thing. Yeah, it's thing. a big thing. I mean, we, we can't really... Look, we can't manage people who have houses. No. Who have, who have their lives, own who have their own thing going on together now talk less of people who yeah their lives we don't have even have apart. we don't mm. have a system we don't have a process in place for these people yeah mm-hmm. how do you get into journalism like how did you start thinking what made you start thinking and how has it been different from like your expectations of what because i find journalism here to be so i i have a fundamental distrust of Nigerian journalism, be it like the newspapers or the articles, every time something is happening, I have to read like six different articles because I'm sure that half of them are lying or I just believe that who paid this one to write this thing. And so you don't see as many kind of pure stories that, you know how you see, you know, like even if it's one of these stories that's popular on Twitter, someone has gone to dig up a story that is is maybe a personal story in Katrina and it's one person's story that kind of gives you a picture of everything that has happened in the whole thing. You don't, maybe I don't see, but you don't see those, that kind of human interest, human interest around a lot of social justice issues we have, like Boko Haram and things. You just see 200 people working. Do you know what I mean? So I'm like, where are the people that are covering these things? Like, are you, you know, where people, 
actually talking to capturing yeah. this side of the issue, yeah. this side of the issue, where the actual facts, you know, tracing this happened, that happened. And so I find Nigerian journalism quite interesting in that way where I'm like, is it that, do people even rely on, do they rely on facts or, do, you also, know? Also, um, there was something I've been thinking about recently. I can't remember where I saw it. Um, and someone was kind of a journalist. I can't remember who he was, but he was talking about how he has such a big issue with this idea of showing both sides. Mm. A journalist's job is to tell the truth. Yeah. Your job is not, it's not to make people, you know, you're not, not supposed to balance You don't have to balance anything. Something is wrong. You don't balance that. You just like, tell just us tell what's the happening. Truth. Say what is happening. And so the problem is we don't have, there's very few places you can go and see, okay, what is happening? Like what's going on? Everything is so, I know that it's this so is, skewed. you know, yeah, everything is, is so skewed. This is a PDP. Obviously that happens everywhere. Paper. But this fundamentally, is like in the middle, you know that even like a CNN or Fox, they all have their leanings, but they have a base level accountability. Of, mm-hmm. We have to, we can spin we it, but you have, to, you have to, at this level, yeah, you can't account- just, yeah, you yeah. can't just formulate yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this number of people that died now. You can't just make it up. You know? So I always wonder with Nigeria, with people going into journalism, that like, how is it even getting in also as a young person, as a young woman, you know, how's it getting into journalism and especially in social woman, justice, actually. trying to tell the truth and having platforms like is there a lot of space for that is that really what the like i guess journalism industry here is about is it really about truth telling and <laughs> stories you know because i'm not grabbing uh, what they're doing there really uh, like like you said you had the fundamental distrust of yeah nigerian media industry and i did as well which is why after my journalism degree in 2015 i was mm. like boy bye <laughs> <laughs> But then, when something is for you, you man, like you just you have to go to one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So in 2017, I think we got fired. Oh no, 2016 we bounced. To put it bluntly, we, <laughs> just 17. To put it bluntly, and I stopped going to work. Yeah. <laughs> we, we fired ourselves. We fired ourselves. Yeah, because of many, many reasons. But. Shola and I used to work. Should we say the company? Okay, we said you said it. We used to work as the Coco together in the video department and coming up with like everything, ideas, videos, and and then never lie. I'm making the videos. Yeah, yeah, that was fun. That was fun. Yeah, but then after that, I had to sit down and be like, you know what? Literally, in the next five years, where do I see myself? That boring question, I know. But sometimes when you sit down and you ask yourself those kind of questions, you know, because I didn't ever think that it was something I could do. Especially yeah. the way that I'm doing yeah. right now. But I was like, you know, what's stopping me, you know? And I just sat down one day and I wrote. Well, of course, I've been lucky. I wrote something which was quite crappy. Mm-hmm. And I sent it out to Guardian UK. Mm-hmm. And I sent it out to Latali. Uh, it's like a, a UK um, publication of social justice. Mm-hmm. A UK magazine. And, of course, Guardian UK didn't reply, of course. Nobody replied that ex- except Latali. Mm-hmm. And the piece was quite crappy. It was about migrants, of course, uh, again, um, Nigerian migrants coming back from Libya. Mm-hmm. I had access to them to to talk to them. Oh, no, that, oh, okay, whatever. Yeah, so I, I wrote this piece about them and I sent it to Latali. Yeah. And Latali uh, got back to me and they were like, you know, we like this. Can you expand on this 2,000 mm-hmm. words and stuff like that? We'll give you $50. Uh, I know cash. And let me tell you something. That fifty dollars that they mentioned at that time. At that time, I was like, "Bro, if you give me zero dollars, so 
he was like, can you do this? He was even apologizing. Like, the editor was apologizing, blah, blah, blah. I was like, yeah, it's not my normal rate, but you know, so, I can manage yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. So that's how, that's how I got into freelancing mm. for foreign publications. Yeah. There's a p- whole process. Um, you pitch, you think of an idea, something that foreigners would be interested in. Yeah. Because that's the whole point of news. You make, you take something local and you make and it you palatable make it, for, yeah, for like a, a, yeah, a worldwide audience. So you pitch your ideas and if they're interested, they get back to you. They, they'll tell you, okay, go ahead, do the story. We'll give you $250 for this. Yeah. We'll give you $500 for this. And so that's how it works. So that's how I got into it. So that was my first story. And this is, I can't really <clears throat> speak to the Nigerian journalist mm. experience because I haven't really been working with with Nigerian, Nigerian companies, yeah. which is probably wisdom working out. <laughs> this, but this is the I thing. Have to say. <laughs> this is the thing. From what I've seen, right? Like when everybody's yabbing my colleagues yeah. in, in you know Nigerian yeah. journalism journalism space. See, let me, there is no money in media. I was about to ask that that in Nigeria, there is, wait, no, is there money? <laughs> there is, is no money. Is, um, punch his paper paying anybody to go no, and discover like, what's happening in all Joshua. these papers don't even like once you get your employment later they tell you straight up you're going to have to source all the funds for yourself wow and, and what you have to do is you have to go to these events all these pr events yeah and then they have your brown envelopes stacked stacked up for you two thousand three thousand five thousand that's what you have to do to survive most times as a wow as a nigerian journalist but of course there are there are outstanding Standing um, um, agencies or uh, news yeah. houses, you know, that are trying their best to kind of like bring back this profession. Because I don't know if you noticed, but there was like a lull in this whole journalism thing from the time Delegiwa died. Yeah. And there was a fear around yes. it as well. And I feel like killing Delegiwa was, it just had that effect of, oh, can't, this I is can't, not what you should I be doing. Yeah. Like, this is now dangerous. Exactly. Telling the truth is now, exactly. yeah. And that's why it's you no see, longer even just the same thing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's why you see, you see the same garbage on yeah. every newspaper. Because honestly, who wants to die? Yeah, for exactly. This, because this country? It's, it's, like, it's, it's like how much are you even paying me? Yeah, that will not start writing exactly. the real truth. So I, I really can't blame. I can't. I mean, we have to hold ourselves accountable, yeah. but then we also have to think about in the larger, the macro picture. Exactly. It's it's a really. It's really complicated mm. when you think about it. Mm. But th- th- that's, that's the kind of atmosphere that Nigerian journalists have to celebrate. So, I've been lucky. Yeah, who, I, I was going to say, so who do you tend to, like, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say you should say specific publications, yeah. but on average, you're not really working with Nigerian publications. No. So you're freelancing yeah. and you're sending ideas to different... To other people. Yeah. So I have friends who are freelance journalists as well, and they talk about how they have to quickly, like, you don't have time to cry oh over the rejections. <laughs> oh my God. Let me tell you. First, okay, December 31st. Yes. Mm. I sat down. See, let me tell you one thing about freelancers. There is no day off. Yeah. There is no such thing as weekend. (laughs) Oh. No, 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 no. Every day is your Monday. Uh, So I I literally sat down December 31st. I knew everybody had gone on break. All the editors were like, you know, you send them a story. We're like, oh, sorry, we don't have any uh, budget for this, you know, till maybe till next year or something oh I, i'm off uh, three weeks later i'm like guys i need to eat in january that's it. if i don't get a commission now yeah. i will eat in january so, so that's what it means so basically i sat on december 31st and i was like shola you need to do this thing and you need to do it well so i i sat down and i wrote about 10 maybe 10 publications and i think every single one was a no 
Wow. Every single one was a no or was a, oh, we don't have money Not for this. Now. Maybe give yeah. back to us in middle, uh, middle 2019 or blah, blah, blah. So uh, as a freelancer, one thing that you have to develop is a thick skin. Mm. Angela, you know that I'm very sensitive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So it's, oh, 2017 was so rough. Uh, going into 2018, mm. January, it was so rough. You know, just opening those emails, seeing the no, oh, but, but maybe try us again or something yeah. like that. It's just like, so what happens? How do you like, <laughs> how do you deal with that? Because after a while, even the strongest of people is like, bruv, maybe I should think honestly, about this thing. I'm honestly, doing. the thing that you have to understand is, I don't think any idea totally sucks. Yeah. That idea wasn't right for that person or yeah. for that publication at that time. Yeah. Pitch it to maybe pitch that one idea to three other people. They could. If they don't like it, take the idea again. Uh, just kind of tweak it. Yeah. And then pitch it again to different people. Something will come. See, so, this is one thing you have to have persistence. Yeah. You have to be like, they hit you one time, you yeah, get going back seven back, times. Like, listen. Literally, yeah. So, because if not, you. It's literally about survival. Yeah. If, I, if you don't get a commission, you, that's you, ha- you don't have money. Do. So yeah. that, that's the only do you try and do, you need. So do you come up with your ideas first and then pitch them? Or do you kind of see, okay, these people are interested in this kind of thing? There's two ways. Those, okay. are, okay. those are brilliant. Ooh. You could <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, that's actually what I do. I either look at a publication that mm. I really like, see what they like, yeah, and then try to find something to pitch to them, or I think of something that I like and then try to find someone who yeah who will take it. But most times I, I think I advise people to go for what you like, yeah. you will find someone who likes the same who thing. Like it, and yeah. it, it makes more sense because then you have, you want to go for the story. You want to, you know, put your every yeah. inch into that story. You yeah. make sure that you, you know, get the story out yeah. wherever it takes. So, yeah. Do these publications fund like, you, so you have this story, you have, you pitch this idea, you want to go to Cross River. Yeah. And find out, they have to pay for all of that. The thing is, sometimes you have to, you have to go in faith. Yeah. Um, Sometimes nobody says no. Um, so nobody says yes, yeah. rather, until you're there. Yeah, you have to believe in yourself. Yeah, you have to believe that the story you are chasing is worth telling. Honestly, you might go to cross river and come back, and nobody still says a yes. Yeah, write the story, keep pitching. Yeah, someone will take it. So it has to be you. You have to just tell yourself, okay, yeah. this this story is right, and I'm going to do it. So basically, what I did was uh, I I looked at the story that I wanted to do, and I thought of this Catholic publication so you can you can write to anybody forget <laughs> forget i'm a muslim man i wrote, I wrote for a catholic publication fair listen and i did not even blink an eye like yeah so i i i thought of this catholic um organization that was working in cross river mm, working with the UNHCR. Mm-hmm, yeah and i was like oh this makes sense for this catholic yeah. publication that pays quite well <laughs> <laughs> Very so, important. Yeah. Shola can tell you all about exposure. <laughs> <laughs> We've suffered so though. Let me just tell you people. Oh, oh my God. Retweet. Oh <laughs> my God. So, so me and Shola would sit down. We just would look and say, Shola, what are you doing? I say, you too, Shola, what are you doing? What are we doing? Let's, let's sit down and analyze this thing. Where, what are we doing? But those are good times. Those are good times, though. But bad, but also good. Because, yes. you know, every experience. Because yeah. we were poor. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so that's how it works. You pitch and then you, you go. Sometimes you ask them if they can pay for your travel. Yeah. 
And they'll be like, oh, okay, we can manage. Sometimes they'll be like, no, we don't yeah. have a budget for that. So you just have to do it. Most of the time you lose money. So, <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so it, I think it's a, it's not a job that you get into just for the money. Yeah. It's like, yeah. if you don't like it, yeah, just not nah, die. Just yeah, superstar journalists are far and few between, actually. Yeah. Like yeah. the big, big, big yeah. journalists. Like they are far and few in between. Yeah. Usually if you're not, if you're doing like social justice. Yeah. Um, sociology type cultural stories, yeah, not like pop culture, yeah. I guess yeah. I think yeah. it's no, harder. I don't, know, I don't know if anyone really cares, yeah. <laughs> and, and, yeah, go ahead. No, what I was gonna ask you so, what's the like, what's the like big for you now? What is the big like five, ten years? What's the big Amampo? Oh, let end. me tell you, it used to be Amampo, <laughs> okay. okay, it used to be Amampo. Wow, shall I change your hey, let's hear, let's hear, okay, no, 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 shall I use the Every day, every day, she'll be like, Did you guys say Christina Mampo? Christine. She'll talk about her like she's her cousin. She'll be like, You know what Christine did? Like, you don't know this bitch. Because I like Mampo, but do you, do you want to do, um, do you want to stop writing and do like TV and stuff? Sell us this vision. Let's That's say. the thing, right? Your helper to, can be on this I used podcast. to think, I used to think that I, I wanted to be a video person. Mm. But now, when I see a camera, you don't like it? No. <laughs> and this is why I realized it's so easy. For me to go in to a story with just my pen, yeah, my my paper and my ears, yeah, you know, it's fine. People easily talk to me. They open yeah. up to me. They can. But once you're bringing cameras, camera, everything is different. Everything changes. Yeah. So I, I can, you know, just go in. You can go in and do that. Do, do my story, but once I'm bringing cameras and cameramen, yeah, and, yeah, people don't want to talk about. And yeah. Because of the kind of stories that I like to do, stories that really, you know. It take a lot out of people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Really deep. You don't stories. want to be on camera sharing that kind no. of. Yeah. yeah, people might be wary of sharing their yeah, vulnerability. They, yeah. No, and I also how you that. use it. Yeah, I mean, how yeah. would you? Yeah, I mean, if somebody brought a camera I mean, I to me, I'd be like, no, <laughs> no. So, yeah, so, so now I'm really rethinking it. I I don't know. Yeah. That it's video journalism. I want to do. But where yeah. are you now? Like, where's your headspace? Like, okay, five years, ten years, shola. Five years, ten years, shola. I think. Somewhere like the BBC. Okay. I don't know. Um, okay. Still but, covering social justice. In yeah, Africa. but yeah, but like uh, on a digital. Yeah, pl- yeah, digital writer. Yeah, yeah. Do you see yourself writing a book? Someone has said that to me before, and I was like, "Where did this come?" I from? I don't know why that's fascinating. Yeah. Like because I <laughs> feel like these stories well, are. Oh, thank you. I feel like these stories are the stuff like. Books so it, the stuff great Mamas. books are made of. Like if you if you follow a story. You know, kind of to the end. There's big. Reminds me of spotlight. Yeah, yeah. 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 Right. All these, like, I mean, you know what spotlight is? No. No. So this, <laughs> it's a story about this newsroom in Boston that found out about um, how fa- um, Catholic priests Catholic priest, had yeah. been abusing lots of children. Yeah, and, and they the, kind of released the Catholic the story church over was time. hiding it and hiding it and switching the just sending the priest they, like if they catch other, him in one place they, if they catch him in a gay gay they will send yeah. him to VGC yeah and, if catch him, and they kind of found out and Boston is a really really Catholic city, city. it's like it's super Catholic yeah. and what they were doing was a very very big deal and it took a lot of like boldness for them to come out and so they, once they printed the story Thousands of people, people started, started coming, coming out, yeah, being like this happened to me, and they had names and dates yeah. and places and stuff. So 
it, it became a movie about 20 years later. Yeah. It came out, I think, 2016 or 2015 mm. or something. So but they literally re- could release a raw stuff. Mm-hmm. This is what the person did when to who it was yeah. wild. So, and they put this in newspaper. Wow. Those types of stories uh, you've told. I mean, I, I read a bunch of lot. Yeah. I read every single one. So I think the stories you tell are not yeah. just. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're not they're just. A lot. They're not just like almost. They're things that people should. Yeah. Should care about yeah. and should. You talk about migration and cultural issues. I think it's really yeah, important. Yeah, I mean, because if you look at, like, look, half of Yellow Sister's son could be a social justice. Yeah. If a journalist yeah. Yeah. a slumdog millionaire. All these things could be stories that yeah. people got I see from, like, being, you know, covering one place yeah. for yeah. a period of time. This person that's covering the election now, this movie that came out, Vice, all those things, you know, the last skinny court days, those are stories that, yeah. that came from, People who, if you it's see a lot of movies, journalists the journalists actually, actually inform a lot of it because lot of they were the ones story. covering yeah. consultants yeah. what was yeah. happening. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. So I'm it could do. It. it could. It could be. Yeah. A book could be a great. Chance. I have an idea for you. Yeah. After I'm I don't want to you. see it. So that all the people listening, you now have to start jotting it down. You know, but I think I think a long form story, even if it's a short book, because if you're already doing two thousand words. Here and there, three thousand, four thousand. Just make it ten thousand. Just expand that stuff. Yeah, yeah, an essay, a series of essays. I do have a story. Listen, okay, I do have a story I'm going to work on later uh, this year. It's going to be. I mean, series I'm of literally essays, bracing fam. up for that story mm. because it's, it's going emotion- to be emotional. It's going to be emotionally yeah, a lot. Yeah. Mm. So yeah, those kinds of things. Your what people should be yeah. paying, even if it's all this, because you know how many ebooks I've bought, times so like one pound with like a long essay, mm-hmm. and it's just a short story, or whatever. But you do it now. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. as long as you're creating. Yeah, as long as it's good. Yeah. You at the end of the day, people. By the time you've given out three pages, four pages for free, you now, buy the rest. On to more lighthearted, but right. stuff. So, how many? How many? How many things have you had to let go because of your Nigerian passports? Yeah, we've spoken about these fellowships that she has had to bounce stories. How, she how could you change. not travel? <laughs> if they say you now, 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 get to the place, start going to America to cover the Savage Twenty One. <laughs> I'm telling you, <laughs> South Africa. There, I got a, a Reuters fellowship. Mm. And Reuters is like a big deal. I yeah, yeah, yeah. I paid for the visa already. Hey. You know, I and. I was just there like two days, two days. Waiting. Yeah, I was just waiting, just, just, just praying, just praying. They were Man. like, don't worry, don't worry, to come, to come. My I dad know, did not Muslims come. already pray five times <laughs> a day, so you'll just be doubling, tripling. But then, but then I have to just say, South Africa, uh, South Africa. I don't think they like Nigeria. Yeah, if you're listening, like, what you guys do? <laughs> no. No, no, someone we, should cover like, that. No, no, honestly, I don't know why Africans... Why are we so hostile to one another? Like, yeah, doesn't it doesn't make any sense because, firstly, other not that many other people are trying to go. So, like, <laughs> like at the end of the day, who are you hiding for? Like, what is your issue? I think I think we should just. I mean, and, and especially with the xenophobic attack. Yeah, yeah. it's crazy. Oh, South Africa is actually people like, in, in particular. South Africa. South Africa is wild. Yeah, it's wild. Literally, someone was telling me this morning that he witnessed uh, a, a, a robbery. Mm. On and I, like um, South Africans were robbing a Nigerian. Nigerian. Yeah. Wow! Like it was so violent. Like he was just. I've seen just so 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 it. many stories. Just saying, listen, I don't know why you guys keep trying to go to South Africa. Yeah, but Nigerians are trying to live their work there. It's an awful place, and I don't understand. Why is why is this? Like why I don't understand what their point is. What is your aim? Okay, we, like for Africans within Africa, right? It's like even when you're trying to, if even when you're trying to cross the border, yeah. If you drive, and you get to a border. The hostility. I'm sometimes like, why? Why are you like? Why are you? What's your issue? Why are you uh, like- I think 
See, to one another. Like, I understand you having to do your job yeah. as an immigration officer and trying to suss out and see that mm, if this person is being dodgy or whatever. But why are we... Why are we so hostile to one another? On the one hand, you have all this talk about Pan-Africanism and we are all brothers and Ubuntu and all that stuff. But then the hard facts, in terms of doing trade with one another, sharing knowledge, getting information, also. talking to each other, sharing information, it's so hard. Or... What do you think? I'm particularly angry at Ghana. Yeah? For, uh, this year is the year of return. It's mm. been 400 years since yeah. uh, the first sheep carted away slaves yeah. from the coast uh, from the coast of Gulf of Guinea. Um, and Ghana has been touting this year of return thing. Mm. It wants to bring black, Amer- black, black African-Americans yeah. back. Yeah. Yeah. To, well, the black diaspora, yeah. actually. It's, it's really economics. I mean, it's, it's just like, come here for your yeah. tourism. Like, come and spend your money here, basically. Yeah. And it's smart. But Ghana, on the, on, on the other hand, Ghanaians have been so hostile to Nigerians. Yeah. It doesn't, like, I'm like, okay, so why are you guys doing? Why are you guys roundabouting and, you know, hitting us with a stick that you would never hit um, the Chinese? It's people. not us they want. <laughs> Talking about the other, well, yeah, a part of me also like feels that Americans. you know I, I find this in terms of um we did kick them so out. So I yes, I talk about this quite a bit. Uh, I feel like Nigerians and the Af- Africans in general don't realize the importance sometimes of words. Yeah, what we did to Ghanaians in nineteen what was it eighty three? Yeah, nineteen eighty three, mm-hmm. and then um, another one in nineteen eighty five was terribly cruel. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and nobody ever said sorry. Let me tell you something say too much okay <laughs> <laughs> i'm literally doing a story that's why i went to ghana um, has, there, has, has there ever been a national like the president, so let me t- <laughs> president kicked you out nah another one is now saying what we did to was our brothers wrong. Was, sister, wrong. was wrong see we're not asking don't pay them nothing just admit acknowledge it. Generally, but then again biafra we just acknowledge, well, we acknowledge that, that. So, do you know what i mean so all the ones that have happened within that what i mean i mean like we have an issue we generally, generally that. with realizing yeah. that we don't acknowledge anything and there's hurt there's hurt there the and there's is, upset there yeah the thing is africa has consistently lacked good leaders mm, like yeah there's there's such a big failure of leadership Across, across the continent, across the yeah. continent. Like, it's, it's now so normal for like us it's to, so blatant yeah, for you, you to just have to just, horrible people see what Ghana what we did to Ghana Ghana did to us too earlier really? and on a grander scale is there a bag do we have a bag there a what Ghana must go do we have a bag okay so okay so no <laughs> <laughs> see that's it that's yeah, thing I, 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 Nigerians I, I, are well, at least I mean yeah because there's a bag and, and this time I, I, nobody I, I, can ever forget true and what we did was inexcusable because at this time ECOWAS had already been formed oh wow ah, right. yeah we had a regional block yeah like, there was no, no reason. reason there was no that. reason there to was do no that. reason to do that in that and way also now I'm older and I'm starting to learn more and read more because as, the more I, I wouldn't read, s- well, the more I read, the more I realize that you don't yeah, know Yeah, there's a lot you, you actually don't know, don't know. And then I'm also realizing that one of the first things, in it, whenever a country is in trouble, whenever people are poorer or yeah. they're finding it harder to make ends meet, the easiest people to target are foreigners. Yeah. yeah. Con- across yeah. the globe. It's a yeah. consistent... Yeah. 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 One yeah. of the first things a bad leader does yeah. is, that, is blame, that, you blame, yeah. begin to blame foreigners and, I mean, and give people... Who are already angry and yes, hurt and frustrated and outla- and this is not just on a national level, yeah. state levels as well. It yeah. has never been proven that if you chase out all these migrants, Anything your economy will be better. Yeah. Okay, so we chased out Ghana. What, what, what happened? Next? To us? What happened? 
Nothing. I'm saying so, guess what? <laughs> last, last. But I think it's like Shala said, it's a failure of, and it's something that we need to think about. If you don't have leaders that have the wherewithal to realize and understand that when you do things nationally, when a country does something to another country, you have to actually, it's important like, to acknowledge and to yeah. apologize. Acknowledge because it helps build and on that. You follow your, you act like your leader. Exactly. Yeah. And then so you once can like, have Nigerians, conscience. then we, you can have, we can have like international, like, international debates yeah. about it but if we have said as a nation what we did to the people of yeah ghana was wrong they are our brothers yeah yeah they're actually i know geographically we're closer to other yeah, two, yeah, there yeah. are two yeah. countries between in us. Us. Yeah. but in terms of mannerisms yeah. language yeah. We're, we're, we're both very, colonized yeah. we're very very, we're very similar, similar in yeah. very many ways let me tell you let me tell you something. We're very similar. It's like siblings and there's <laughs> an underlying tension. Yeah. And I feel like... For everything. Yeah. See, when you go to Ghana, you see so much Nigeria. So much. Mm. So Everywhere much. was like, what's going on? It's like Nigerian Lagos lights. Nigerian Kalabadish um, flag of Nigeria. Every hotel has a Nigerian flag. Let me tell you something. Accra is Lagos lights. Honest to God, it is. <laughs> I mean, I there's like, big differences, but I'm like, oh my God, oh my God you guys can't even see it. Yeah. <laughs> That what we are doing here, we're, we're not serious. Why I think we serious? have Nigeria has a lot of soft power that can be harnessed. Yeah, but I think it starts from. Soft power is not just about your music and your culture. It's leading in it because I don't know any African country that has done that. That has yeah. said to another, you lead in very yeah, many different yeah. ways. So if Nigeria, yeah, Nigeria is if Nigeria is the guy that go the next AU meeting yeah. we have yeah. African yeah. Union yeah. meeting. It's something that we say yeah. we acknowledge yeah. Yeah. this yeah. number of people we did this. I'm sure yeah. people I'm sure people got sick on the journey back. It, and, okay. and, and people, it was two billion people and I think maybe two hundred I don't want to quote numbers I'm not yeah. sure. But, but a, number of a people. good number of people died yeah. on that journey. So it's tough that I think it's just like it's a lot. on and, the and one I mean, hand. If you think that these things don't, they don't matter, matter. But how can it be so difficult? so difficult to get to Ghana? I spoke to somebody yeah. who was deported. He had his whole career going. Um, I mean, it was a small thing. Yeah. Going, but he had. And, but he had something. And the thing that, that made it so much worse was that at the time, Ghana was in deep famine. Like mm, they were, yeah. They were in a terrible position. So it felt like. Where it's betrayal. To, yeah. It was a yeah. betrayal on a mass yeah. scale. And Ghanaians nowadays, like I was talking to a fellow journalist and he was like, oh, we don't care. We've forgotten about it. Because I mean, they sell Ghana must yeah. bags in Ghana. Yeah. And, and I went to buy and I was like, I want to buy that bag. And I'm like, Ghana must go. I was like, how can you tell it's me? So, that? Do you know what? I'm like, it's I'm so, triggered. Why is that triggered? so <laughs> bizarre? It's so, like the Ghana and Nigeria, I mean, I just don't have an understand how Africa has realized, like in the way Europe has realized that you have to open this thing up. Yeah. We are the, yeah, the ones that are going to keep it going because God. It's, it's much easier for you to go across oh my God. To in Europe. If we can be going to Ghana, oh to Cotton, if you make it easier, I honestly go, think the first thing is opening yeah. up the lines of communication. You to, yeah. yeah, you have to just before you get to things like trade exactly. and business, opening up the line of communication and being like, okay, so what is Nigeria South Africa? What is your problem? Kenyans and Nigerians? Because I hear a lot of underhanded, but most likely more social cultural yeah. stuff. So I, a friend of mine was telling me that when she was in Kenya, if Kenyan male friend of hers was telling her how there's a lot of hostility towards Nigerian men. Yeah. It's a lot of hostility towards Nigerians everywhere. Everywhere. No, also, no, there's, like, there's, there's a general whole thing, thing about how Nigerian men and Kenyan women. Oh. There's, a, there's a whole... He went into this very passionate mm. speech ah. about how Nigerian men just Thank come you. into the country. Thank you. My next story coming up. Yes. <laughs> Kenyan women no, just what happens in a lot of African countries where 
like there's a whole Nigerians are arrogant and hostile, but there's oh also God. like an underlying thing of like, but Nigerian men are better, they're more generous, they're more. I don't know about that. They're kinder, they're more handsome. We know that they're I not. I don't know about but that. But when they go to Kenya and Kini, is is like their head. They're wearing their fine clothes. Do you get? And so a lot of other African women like Nigerian men. I'm wondering, yeah, but why? <laughs> we don't want them. I think I think there's a, this whole thing in Ghana to like Ghanaian men are angry that uh, Nigerian men just take. Their yeah, Nigerian I mean Ghana. Ghana women are like we like we like usually the main thing I really would like I really would like to be part of a generation of Africans that take responsibility yeah. and are, are actively trying to figure out how to make new inroads into how we trade yeah. and how we share ideas yeah. and how we solve conflict yeah. like you know Africans are not solving African conflict Mm-mm. while waiting the DRC is in flames, has been in flames for yep. like 25 years. Oh, and we are waiting oh, for oh, Africans are waiting for UN. the EU yeah. and the UN to say stop fighting. Nobody is figuring out, you know, our borders, the Nigerian, but Niger, mm-hmm. yeah. um, Cameroon, those areas, high tension, yep. Boko Haram is really popping us and over. And then the Franco, Franco, Anglophone problem. Anglophone yeah. Franco, yeah. And it's all, there's just all of this rubbish about us waiting for Oyibo people to come and tell us how we'll do it and then they'll give I'm us money you. to do I'm it. I'm telling you. And I just feel like it's really crazy. Our generation, our generation really needs to figure like, out. When people say, you know how there's this whole, oh, somebody went to Africa, I'm like, it's so funny because Africa is the least like thing where you can say. It's the least homogenous. What do, what do what, me yeah, and exactly. Nairobi oh have in common? Which so part of our lives do we have in common? What do I know? I will never, ever, ever somebody in Paris get knows what's going that. on in London. I will it, never it get used to that. It doesn't happen. Saying you're going to Europe is a thing. I'm telling you. Because you can actually go and be going uh-huh. to Europe. But if you're going to Nigeria, you're going to Nigeria. Africa. You're not going. Even the cost. You're going to, to, to Kenya. Togolese immigrants, they're not joking with us. They're Togolese immigration. I'm telling you, like the officials there, they're not, they don't want to know who you are. You will be harassed. Yeah. They don't care. And that's, I, I, like, I know it sounds very, like, lofty or, but I really do think our generation needs to figure this thing out. Yeah. Like, this is bullshit. At this point... Me, Ghana for Christmas. The immigration was joking, like, I don't understand what's going on. Why are there so many of you? And I was like, so many of oh who? Oh, my God. Like, Nigerians. I thought, ah, well, Yeah, I think we're about two or three million there now. Ah, I was like, what's going... She was honestly like, what is going on? Like, what are all of you doing? And it was so, like... All of you, I thought, ah, which, which, who, who are the who, who is that? Like, <laughs> yeah. what are you talking about? But she seemed upset, and I thought, yeah, this like, was good. and this is this is really what's happening in Ghana right now. Yeah. Um, Ghanaians are generally upset. I mean, I love Ghana, you guys. If you're listening, I love you guys. But it, 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 they're generally upset that Nigerians are taking over, and not in a, not in a good way. Um, currently, there's a yeah, either. there's a case of uh, I mean, you know, Nigerians now. There's a case of uh, I think. Uh, ki- kidnappings of like four women mm. and it has been linked to one Nigerian guy oh, wow. who was in prison here broke out okay, who went so... to prison in Ghana broke out yeah oh, wow. and this is what I mean by information and communication yeah. right so, like, do you understand what I mean like you have you, you know, you have, Ghana, our, our borders are porous what can we do like we need to honestly this is not me being but like this whole thing that was out like we need to figure this thing yeah. out because all this one of you want you want Oimbo money. Yeah. I know all the Africans listening know what I'm talking about. You want Oimbo money, you want Oimbo people to give you a certain veneer of respectability. Yeah. You are looking for everything from them. You're looking for validation. Yeah. You're looking for security. You're looking for 
So which one do you want to do by yourself? We're not yeah. fucking babies. Which yeah. is why I find the whole Africa is rising narrative. I'm like, which Africa? Where? Exactly. Where? Exactly. Like, Africa is, has never been won. What and are you talking why, about? And this is why every time I read in the financial... T- okay, sorry. <laughs> Take that back. I might pitch them tomorrow. <laughs> every time I read the term African economy. I'm like, which economy I'm is... I'm like, that's not a thing. That, that's not a that thing. That would never be a it's thing. It's actually such... It's not a yeah, thing. Yeah, So... It, Do you know how difficult it is you as a Nigerian want to go and start doing business in Ghana? Yeah, exactly. And without a Ghana. How? <laughs> so, I think the first thing that we need to do is we need to figure out this Western part. Yeah. It's like... Yeah. Baby, baby steps. ECOWAS needs need to, to rise even up. Come ECOWAS has been so... So lax. Yeah. So... It's just I don't even know what Echo We're not doing there. anything, honestly, at we this point. We need... Why, can I, why can't I spend... Like, if... Okay, so... Because I, I, I came by road yesterday. Um, mm. If you're coming in from Ghana, from Accra... Yeah. You have to change your money. Yeah. Like, three times or two, two times to get to Nigeria. Yeah. That's crazy. Why can't I spend the same currency in West Africa. No, you can't. What is the point Also, of do you know when I was even going to Ghana, do you know how many people told me that they can't change this much into cities? I was like, who, what, they, what do they want to do with it? Like, I was trying to get cities before I went to Ghana and they were like, what do I want to do? They told me, change to dollars. We ain't get to Accra. Go and change it to cities. Because <laughs> yeah. the guy was just like, what am I going to do with cities? Yeah, and exactly. Like, and that's the level what? of trade we're doing. Yeah. So like honestly, so I, far, most far people away. that went, that we changed to dollars and got to Ghana and I was like, this doesn't make any you can't sense. change Naira to CDs in, in any in, in, considerable it, it amount. They don't have it. They're just like, why would I be carrying Because it would be useless to them. Yeah. Ah. And that's so confusing yeah. to me because that is not what is happening yes. I elsewhere. Think, I think if we make our currency, uh, if we kind of like homogenize that, then... We, can move we just need to make things like just start making. Things making well, I feel like I feel like trade like is always a very sense. trade is always. I mean, trade has always been the way that our forefathers, you know, yeah, yeah. relationship. But even if you, but open, you have to make it currency, easier, because the currency, I feel like you take before the currency. Even if you just open, make it a bit make easier it to way do. easier to do see, trade. I know people they are trying to do. They have a business Lagos trying to do businesses. If you see the kind of stress they had just in Accra trying to do business you can sell goods there and take but say you want to set up and like no, say, you have I to have a, a Ghanaian partner it is a wild mess yeah like hmm. I was and like you know, where are we though, the funny thing is that China is steady steadily eating into all these everywhere know, you see China looks looks at all the holes that we've created yeah. for ourselves and, and they, they fill just it. Kind of fill they it go up. in there mm. see what China is doing Ghana I was researching some stories and I was like oh my god 90% of the, the fishing uh, ships, because mm. they have this, you know, Ghana has lots of yeah. water yeah. fish. 90% of the, the ships operating on Ghana seas are Chinese. Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'm like, you know, we can, we can, we need to figure it we out. Need to make this, we need to make this, we're giving China, we're giving, we're giving our, our wealth. And you know, China is the only person that has Africa because they're everywhere. Everywhere, Rwanda, Nigeria, they're the only ones that make that in the African economy because they are moving in everywhere. Since like, you guys don't want to work with each other, we will uh, do it. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So okay. we really need to sit down and talk on. to each other. You're right. So all of y'all, honestly, if you ask, if you're having ideas, you know, let's let's sit down because it's it's actually crazy. How can we do it? How can how can like, it work? Even yeah. a little thing like, and I'm back to this travel thing because like one of my friends in England has done a thing. It's called Cheeky Weekend. If you're if you're there, go and support support this year was my classmate anyway dave the mayor if you're listening to this he said i'm bringing you business please don't talk to me anyhow okay now he has a thing called cheeky weekend 
Dot and what happens is if you're in London or in Paris or whatever, so it started from London, you can put any weekend between now and the rest of the year and you can see it, what trips you can take for either Thursday to Sunday or Friday to Sunday. And it shows you if you want to leave in the morning or the afternoon or the night on Friday, if you want to get back morning afternoons on Sunday. And it is a shock, an actual shock, the number of places you can reach for the weekend. Just as in, I want to leave London this weekend and come back this weekend. The amount that it is not a big deal, you can go. And it shows you, you know, it, you can click, okay, you know, if you have an, if you're in the EU, if you're not in the EU, blah, blah. So you can take away everywhere that you need a visa. And you still have like six, seven places. One of my friends was saying, come, let's, let's think about it. Where can we go? If you want to do a cheeky weekend from Nigeria. First of all, the amount of flights available. Mm-hmm. When do you want to come back? You can't even decide. The airlines have decided for you. If you want to go to anywhere beyond Ghana now, that you have to start taking two flights. <laughs> you have to start changing that. There's only two flights yeah. in a day. It's ridiculous. Now I'm like, they are, they are literally right next to us. And, and let me, you can't reach. Let me tell you, what is, you going, to, what is going to annoy you the most is the, <laughs> is the fact that when you're changing your Naira uh, into CD, it's like... This is worthless. The rate is whack. Is, yeah. I went to Syria. Don't ask me why I had to stop in two countries. Like, I don't understand. I was like, oh, what is good? Why? I mean, why am I, as in, what's going on? Why am I? So, you know, when I get to Dakar, if I go to Gambia, I hope you can't, you can't, if I say I want to they do a tricky weekend. Never, because by the time I miss that money flight, there's no more accidents. Yeah, yeah. Every, everything is yes. wrong. And let's us even the next day. Let us even just talk about the Badagri Road. Yeah. Oh like, my gosh. The leads. Oh you want my to go? gosh. Yeah, like when you get there, you'll be like, guys, bye. If you have a small car, you can't make it. No. You can't make it. But your whole body be paying you. Literally, I have every cell in my body. Right now. They would go. Yeah, it's terrible. Yesterday, yesterday I was like, okay, this is this not, is not working. working. It should not take ten hours to drive to Ghana. Yeah. Like, I wanted to ask you like, a question about like, okay, being a woman, yeah, and being a Muslim woman, yeah, and traveling because yeah, yeah, you're a journalist who travels yeah. for work, and is there like, I know like just being a woman, there's an increased element of danger, yeah. But have people ever been hostile to you because you're hijabi? Have people ever like not wanted to talk to you? Have you have you had it more difficult like people not respecting you and wanted to talk to you because you're a woman? Is it? significantly different like when you do you compare it to your male colleagues and you're like oh. on top of that i wanted to ask on, uh, on the other side of that is it easier for people to open up to women like especially in social justice situations mm. i don't know why i'm wondering if if i was in an idp camp or something i would be more open of course to talking to one a million times <sighs> well, well i don't i don't i don't know because i haven't really observed my colleagues mm. speaking to others mm. so i wouldn't yeah i wouldn't know if I don't know. But what I, what I realized is that it's, it's when people have a story, they just, just want to tell you. Yeah. You know, I don't think it has anything to do with gender. If you have the right, if you're listening and they can see that you care about their story, they'll tell you. It really doesn't, I don't think it matters what gender. But I have realized that women are more talkative when it comes to telling their stories. Yeah. They want to tell you everything <laughs> and what they ate yesterday. And it's so nice. And honestly, I think the greatest thing about journalism for me has be, has been um, meeting people. Yeah. People just have so many different things going on. And it's like, after this story, you don't you don't just move on. I mean, I've published the story, right? But I've already made a contact. And this yeah, guy is on my WhatsApp. Cont- yeah. <laughs> and every time he's like, Shola, when next are you coming? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like I don't I don't know yet I have to pitch. <laughs> yeah. 
So yeah, so that's been the greatest thing. So um, for your question about being a, a woman in I don't know violent situations, yeah, yeah, <clears throat> yes, I went for a story in Ogoni. Mm. I have never been so shaken. Wow, in my entire life, because Ogoni uh, is is a volatile place. I mean, mm. the, the whole oil situation. And when you go as a journalist, they, you know how our people are. Yeah. Um, they want you to put something down. Yeah. Even if you are here to something tell their story. Something for the boys. It doesn't matter if you are here to tell their story and you're putting your life yeah, on the visitor. line. Uh-uh. So I wasn't going to do that. Yeah. Because the publications I work for, literally, if they find out. That's it. That's it for me. Yeah. you are blacklisted as yes. well. Yeah. So I'm done. Yeah. And I wasn't going to do that. And I... I avoided a, how would I put it, a very, something that could have led to quite a serious situation. Wow. Well, like assault? Yeah. Um, just because, and this is the thing, if you're a journalist and you're going into somewhere that you don't know, you have to reach out to people who are that there. there. Yeah. They have to, like, you can't just go in. Go in yeah. Honestly, you need someone who, we call them fixers. Mm-hmm. Mm. Who knows the place, who knows, uh, like, who knows the terrain, who knows These the fixers, do they have to be, like, they can just be anybody. They can just be anybody. That In just fact, knows they are things better if they're, if they're not, just anybody. Yeah. Like, just a regular person. Yeah. Who, I, I don't like talking to people who are chiefs because they want to show you certain things. Yeah. They, they want to... Skew the narrative. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I just want to talk to someone. Just someone, someone knows, yeah. Yeah, exactly. So it's, it's great for you to have How a picture. How do you find because, these people? Though? Like, so you're in, you're in Lagos now and you're going there, but you don't know anybody there. Do you just start from your like? How do you from your right network person? of okay. of journalists? You start calling or anybody you think you know um, is from that area. Okay, okay. Yes, and someone something will come up. Yeah. So I had the fixer who was calming them down and yeah, I got to leave. Wow. Yeah, I got out of that quite okay. I can't do this kind of. <laughs> but like I, I had never been so shaken in my entire yeah. life. Like the person who drove me there was, he was speaking in Yoruba. Shola te ba baby miwa. <laughs> I would never I would have, have followed you here. Wow. Because it was, it's such a, like anything can happen in that place. Literally yeah. where we went, they, they were in conflict. You know, once the oil, the oil, um, the oil money had stopped coming yeah. by that time. So communities started turning on each other. Mm. So they were in conflict with, with their neighboring community. And I literally passed through a bombed out uh, village square. Wow. And when they tell you, this is the thing that people don't tell you about all these uh, I don't know, obscure fighting that happens yeah, in, in all these areas. They always tell you that, oh, they, there was a fight in blah, blah, blah. People are using bombs. They're using... Uh, like, they're it's not as if they're just fighting I'm with telling you, and like, I was like, why is the roof like that? Wow. And then someone was like, yeah, that's a dynamite. How do they get those? I don't know. And these people are community, rural communities. Yeah. I don't... It doesn't make sense. You know what? I would really like to... I know someone who... Well, well, actually, I can say this. I don't know. I know someone who works in arms. And, like, I've always wondered how these things get yeah. around. Because what I... As in, the, some of the things you see, even just book for arms. Mm-hmm. Like, how do they get these weapons? How do they do this bomb? Is who right? is giving them these... Because these are weapons. Yeah. Like, these are not... First oh, grade weapons. We just not took cutlass. These are weapons. They are bombing. And I'm like, in a village. Yeah, in a village. How? In a village where how? people are still complaining about, like, I don't have this to eat. I'm like, how do you guys have Yeah, because this militia, I'm like, who, who, 
equip them. I know. It, like, it's, it's, and the thing is, when you trace them, it's most, it most likely goes back to some politician. That's it. It's the that. only way because nobody has access to those kinds yeah, of things. Yeah, yeah. You know. So, but yeah, as a female journalist, I don't know. I try to... I try not to think about my gender too much. Yeah. Because, see, I get scared a lot. Mm. And... Someone was telling me the other day, she's like, why are you scared? <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I was telling them I want to do a story and the person was like, why are you scared? It's like, you, don't you do it all the time? I'm like, I'm always scared. Yeah. I live with fear. Yeah. Like, anything can happen. Yeah. But I'm always happy when, I, mean, I know this sounds, this sounds very, I don't know how to say it. I mean, I'm a, I'm a woman power and everything, but yeah. I, I prefer it when a man is my fixer. Yeah, no doubt because yeah. getting into that situation, yeah. Yeah. yeah, because anything can happen, and you know, men kind of know how to diffuse the situation yeah, exactly. with other men. Also, exactly. other men that are men know how like to that. talk to and other men. men are, they listen to yeah, the, and the other men will more. likely be the problem. Yeah, other it men will probably, likely be the problem. Yeah. If it's other women, you can yeah, talk, yeah, to can them. talk to them, right? So yeah, so I, when when a man is my fixer, I feel it, I feel much safer. That's fair. Fair enough. Uh, man, I can't just kind of walk up because I can't <laughs> myself. I'm, I'm my main problem. My main problem my is problem rudeness. Is, yes, that's that's what I'm about oh, to say. Rudeness. Honestly, rudeness. I don't let you know these rudeness. kind of things where you're supposed to let up, and you know you're supposed to let up. I don't like those kinds of situations. In fact, those are the kind of situations that I hate the most. Where <laughs> I know the thing that I'm supposed to do is just play nice, yeah, and yeah, they yeah. will that play nice thing. I don't know why it offends me <laughs> in a deep. It's like even this ordinary Ghana immigration this yellow fever yeah, card thing yeah, yeah, that's yeah, how i started yeah, fighting yeah. because i had the card but they just started talking to me anyhow i said okay calm down now. and if i don't have the card what are you going to do mm-hmm. they said give me an injection i said it's not possible i'm british <laughs> first of all <laughs> if i came from london you can't inject me yeah. with uh, this woman went on and, on and i knew that you know all it took was ah sorry man yeah. this one that one. and i had the card so that was the thing. I actually didn't even need to be in this conversation. All I needed was to bring out the card. You see how many people they called to that center because I said, I said, this apology that you want from me, it should be you don't like Nigerians. It's me. You, you know today that this is your problem. And I just went, and I was actually just looking at myself. Do you see, this is the problem. This is why I didn't like to take you anywhere. Because why are you, my sister was just looking at me. Like, yeah, you definitely go? have to be calm. Like, what? Yeah. You definitely have to be calm. Like, I can imagine this kind of men fighting and I'll just be thinking, what's your, what's your problem? Uh, Where beat me? Um, uh, no, <laughs> and they will go beat me. Beat this you. is the thing. You can't send me to a hostile uh, situation. <laughs> because let me tell you what, a fact, they will beat me. Yeah. Yes, they will. <laughs> because what I'll say, okay, what I'll say doesn't make sense. Is that the issue at hand? Mm-hmm. You don't have to beat me. Yeah. I just like I take out this kind yeah, of sensitivity. Yeah. So you definitely have to be calm. No, I can't. Especially I can't because you will be in situations where yeah. you know ten- tensions will, uh, tensions tempers will flare. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. And then you, you definitely. I wow. Mean, I think I'm a calm person. Yeah, you naturally. Are. So yeah. that kind of suits me. We but... can do this one. Me and Jolana, you can't. You can't send us a sensitive area. Lastly, we'll just for, be hissing. Lastly, for religion, like yes. yeah, yeah. I try not to. So all this. Thing that you see in my head, like when I'm going for my report, you know, face careful. <laughs> because first of all, I don't want to approach somebody. Like I told you, like I did a story for Catholic, Catholic. yeah, like, and, and then they they yeah. were praying, and I was there. Yeah, like I yeah. had to be in the midst of where they were. Yeah, praying and everything. Like I don't want someone to feel the, the, like you are other. Yeah. I guess so, you have to blend in regardless. I, basically. You just so blend. So once, once I'm going somewhere, I'm like, how did they dress? Yeah. And then I kind yeah. of like... Oh, that's interesting because I, I mean, obviously you have to think about that, but I wouldn't have thought about yeah, that. Yeah. Like I, 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 I mean, obviously I've gone to places where they, they wear a rubber band. Yeah. I couldn't just... 
Yeah. Maybe I should get the rambuba now that I think <laughs> about get, it. Should, yeah, you should get, you should get because one. blending yeah. is blending it's very is, important is because important. you don't want to appear as you don't want to appear as an outsider because yeah. that's the first barrier. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the fr- so once you're able to get in as just a, a normal person, person, yeah, then you can you can get you can get some good stories out of there. But what, so I try not to use my scarf, especially when I'm going to somewhere where I know is majority Christian. Yeah, I don't think it makes sense for my story. Uh, I mean, obviously, other people would have their own opinions, yeah. but that's just me. And obviously, if I'm going somewhere like Bono, it's definitely yeah, hijab. I mean, even if I were not Muslim, you Muslim, you still I wear it, wear which hijab. is what people would yeah, do. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, so, I guess for blending it, it doesn't matter. It's yeah. not about you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I try, point, I try not to hold any uh, thing. I, I try not to hold anything that will identify me as a Muslim. Yeah. What does that mean? Uh, like, I'm, like the I'm rosary. Generally... Oh, okay, okay. Or okay. my Quran. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to be caught in a situation where it's like, I mean, we know how these things work. Yeah. yeah. For example, people can, yeah. Exactly. People can, people can have, actually whole, be hostile. We've had a whole conversation about this. People, people can, can be, be very, hostile. Very, yeah, hostile. Exactly. Even if people act like Lagos is some co- um, cosmopolitan. But I have that cosmopolitan. friends and people I know that wear the niqab or the yeah. hijab mm-hmm. or just tie, cover their hair and they've been... People are hostile People are very them. hostile towards yeah. them. So. Yeah. Especially in... Okay, let me not even go there. Uh, but yeah, so I try not to... Especially because if you're going into a conflict situation, the type that happens most times in Jaws yeah. or Kaduna, and they're like, get down. Can you yeah. read the Quran? Yeah. Or what's this? Especially when it's very, really, like, when yeah, it's motivated exactly. by religion, religion and people don't exactly. know what's really going on, but you've blamed one you religion and it's crazy. You have to neutral. Mm. Yeah. Thanks, Shola. Thanks, Emma. What do you have to say to people aspiring to be like, you know, traveling the world, you know, covering the stories? I just want you to start, start now, start small. It's very easy to tell yourself, I can't do it. Yeah. What's hard is to go out there and do it. Yeah. So do this. Oh, do, one more do, thing do, I want to ask. Do you like publish? Do you have your own blog? That way you just write your own stories or you write for people? I like that. Game I page. write for people. Coins, it's all about the coins, money. Coins, <laughs> what time to be writing stories <laughs> on your blog? Coins. I like that. Yeah. Fair. Okay. Wow, very interesting. This was a really interesting conversation. Thanks really so much was. for being part of the podcast show. Thank you for you inviting me. To you? I don't want to be yeah. Uh, yeah, you guys, I mean, always looking for story ideas. So okay. At Shali Tupe on Twitter. S H O L L Y T U P E. Okay. So yeah. that's what you should add. If you have story, please sensible story ideas. Please. Okay. <laughs> I like to think that we have listeners who are, you know, who have good ideas. Not that you are telling her, oh, your brother did this. You should come and cover it. That is a social justice. is not. Okay. Your brother is, does he have sex? That's your mother. Your mother painted, your mother painted, beware of my son. In front of our house. That's not the kind of justice we are on okay that is you people's family problem okay we're talking about larger if you have an in on larger social justice story arcs that is what we need okay good thanks people thanks so much all right um i'm hungry i'm going to eat goodbye Uh, god bless take care bye bye